with grateful heart and visionary thinking. You're welcome to the world of cerebral thrust, where the mental faculties and the psyche are stretched for the delivery of value through resourceful knowledge engagement, agility, and adaptability for great results. Beyond the limits of our ordinary thinking, we build competencies to deliver extraordinary results for excellence. Once again, I welcome you to the world of cerebral thrust. This is Joseph Ayeni, preparing the youth for a future of excellence. 12 Invaluable Insights. Change your life today. Don't gamble on the future. Act now without delay. That is Simone de Beauvoir. In a time of drastic change, it is the learners who inherit the future. The learned usually find themselves equipped to live in a world that no longer exists. Eric Hoffer The transition between post-high school and post-college graduation is one critical period of grave concern for young people. Graduating from high school and college today should actually be applauded as a historic achievement for youngsters. But while this fact is hardly controvertible, there is a downside to it. Experience has shown that many young people who are caught up in this age bracket while basking in the euphoria of being decorated with the sash during high school valedictory service and the donning of convocation gowns are at a corresponding high point of confusion as to how to handle the next stage of their lives and all the challenges that accompany it. Only a few, perhaps less than 10% of the entire lot, receive any form of mentoring about the way to go in this transition. Less than 10% get whatever mentoring from parents, other relatives at home, teachers and lecturers via informal and unstructured processes, making progress uneasy to be tracked and impact difficult to measure. The purpose here is to venture into a journey to provide insights on how young people can be engaged either during the transition between the end of high school and college pursuits and how to prepare them for life as they grow. What should they equip their minds with in preparation for that very rigorous academic period of their lives? What exactly should a post-high school and university graduate possess in terms of knowledge acquisition, skills, capabilities, and the application of same to attain relevance? More so, what could go wrong if they fail to earn for themselves this well-deserving preparation? The following 
are 12 insights. Critical thinking. To begin with, there is no conscious and consistent skills acquisition program aimed at developing critical thinking in high school students that is suggested or provided for in the universal basic education curriculum. I am not sure if there is anything concrete in this regard in our collegiate system. Erroneously too, young people, whether at home or elsewhere, are often taught what to think as opposed to how to think. The rote learning method that has long pervaded the educational landscape is counterproductive and opposed to everything about imagination, ingenuity, and innovation. In the wake of this, how do we expect growth when we do the same thing over and again? Or how do we preach change without corresponding actions through the activation of critical thinking processes of analysis, argumentation, experimentation, exemplification, evaluation, logic, and assessment? How do we see the youth through an academic system that is devoid of project-based assessments meant to tax the imagination, the mind, and produce concrete results going forward? These are critical questions whose answers will take a long while, but will definitely bring the much-needed change to our educational system. The essentials of making choices. Young people in this bracket are usually faced with myriad of choices of where to go with regard to what they want to become. Sadly, many of these people in the first place make the wrong choice in electing for subjects while in high school, often because of peer influences. In fact, these choices affect the courses they choose for college. Although there is no denying that your peers may influence you positively at some point, this is often a dangerous route to take in terms of making absolutely critical life-transiting choices. You can hardly bank on this, especially where there is the absence of proper guidance and counseling. Your choices, like decisions, must be made based on specific yardsticks and premises. By implication, you cannot make choices in a vacuum. Something must depend on something. At this crucial stage, young people require structured processes of leadership aimed at equipping their mind with relevant information that will help them make informed choices moving forward. Sometimes you only need to listen to them and you would understand how far from reality they are. But can we blame them when we have failed to train and raise them productively? Doing SWOT Analysis 
We live in an era where paradigm has significantly shifted in the delivery of early to tertiary education, a time where collaborations exist between the school and external entities to inculcate leadership and other values into children. Citizens Leadership and Training School Nigerian International Schools United Nations Summit Conference Internal Mentoring Programs and students playing effective roles in school affairs via participation in the students' representative councils and unions, where representation is through the ballot box and many more such leadership development programs. These activities require deep alignment with the core endowments, potential, and skills of the children and students. And participation in some of these programs helps to both unlock and develop talent and skills. What this means is that both consciously and consciously, the student's strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats are actively observed because they are engaged. And it is imperative to train them extensively on these with the core essence of applying strength and developing competencies in the areas of need while helping them discover opportunities and threats in their everyday school activities. The problem, however, is that only a few privileged students at elite schools benefit from these programs. Though disproportionate, the imbalance should be urgently addressed for the benefit of the disadvantaged. Effective communication. Communication is written, spoken, and otherwise body language. The transition to college and college years is a great time to teach youngsters the art of inclusive and effective communication. The idea is that since they will be doing quite a lot in terms of projects that will require sundry reading, reports and presentations, it is great to introduce them to these things in high school and have them hone skills via hone such skills via application in college with featured learning engagements. Undeniably, experience shows that quite a number of college graduates hardly communicate effectively, reading and otherwise. These skills can actually be developed and harnessed through practice and self-development initiatives, which only a few are committed to for very obvious reasons. Time, money, scarcity of human resource, and the like. The period to actually help them with this skill is the summer break, the time spent in waiting before gaining admission to college, and this varies between 2 to 12 months or thereabout. A lot can be achieved during this hitherto wasted period. Also, if there is a will, one must find a way 
and time to ensure that this is achieved. Networking. When people, especially youngsters, connect to the wider world via social media platforms, what are their motives for making such connections? This question is more rhetorical than otherwise. From high school, young people connect with one another and some maintain such connections for a long time. But the reasons they should stay in touch should be clearly defined or spelled out to them from adolescence, especially shortly before and after graduation from high school and college. They will, thus, be able to build on this knowledge in the way of applying it for laudable purposes of self-development and interdependence. It goes without saying that oftentimes youngsters seemingly network for all the wrong reasons. Markedly, a coach or mentor should align them with the basics of networking and maintaining relationships. Again, what you have to offer more often than not should be emphasized so that young people are, by this knowledge, driven to proactive and resourceful thinking to remain relevant through independence in preparation to deploy interdependence in the workplace when the opportunity shows up. They must have been doing this in school through project-based learning and others. Computer skills. What computer skills do you possess as a youngster? This is an apt question in this increasingly driven ICT age. There is hardly any meaningful work that can be done today without using the computer, the internet and sundry applications, games and solutions. Almost many things are not achieved without ICT. While many young adults between the ages of 35 and 55 exhibit considerable phobia for these things, one way of solving the problem is to encourage the young ones, our future, to embrace ICT today with all that they got. It is the today and tomorrow of existence. There is no negotiating it. For emphasis, even if you choose to be a vehicle mechanic or you choose to be an artisan or whatever it is, you still will need this skill to be able to do proper documentation, to do proper research, to surf the net, and to find out what is trending in other parts of the world to be adopted locally, to serve the local customer where you domicile. Basic computer skills like developing PowerPoint slides for presentations, Apple Keynote, Microsoft Excel, Microsoft Word, CorelDRAW, gaming, robotics, artificial intelligence, sundry innovation techniques and fluencies should be taught to young people during this period to help them prepare for a tomorrow of impact, which actually starts now. And for the 35 to 55 age bracket mentioned above, my advice is that it is better late than never. Get on with it now 
and update yourself. You have no choice. Reading skills. Another way to approach this is to say, how many books have you read at the time you were leaving high school or college? Yes. How many books have you read at the time you were leaving high school or college? This is not about competing either with yourself or against others. Let me sound a note of caution that reading whatever number of books isn't just enough. A better way to look at it is whether reading has actually become a habit you have inculcated. The reason is simple. Reading is a habit you would need all through life. And the earlier you develop and make this a part of you, the better for you, not for anyone else. Unfortunately for many, this is a weakness they are well ignorant of. It is a recurring feature in the news, local and international, to read posts like XYZ number of books you must read or ABC number of books you should read before you turn PQREs and so on. These are pointers to the importance of developing a reading habit. I read somewhere too that readers are leaders and I indeed believe such maxim. Reading is one great way of making oneself relevant in any field of endeavor one settles for. An opportune time, almost the latest time to arrest, an absence of this is the period under review. Habit of savings. Why are not many people embrace this habit? Some who do have no concrete plans for these funds they set aside, either over short, mid, or long term. Habits formed at cradle remain for long, if not forever. Napoleon Hill recommends this habit for success to happen. In his classic book, Law of Success, he states that no one, whether rich or poor, is free of this habit. It is therefore of importance and necessity to start early in this direction if you want to amount to anything useful and serious in this secular life. Teaching young people to set something aside from their meager periodic allowances can be of great impact over a period both for them and those who surround them. They can be guided to manage such savings as well by instructing them to fund their basic needs from such savings and of course render accountability one way or the other. This habit should actually be formed way before high school education. The knowledge of investment. Again, what do you do? What you do with your savings is equally as important as the act of savings in itself. Yes, young people, especially in their teens, need to be introduced to investment. In our part of the world, entrepreneurship is a less traveled road, as many are still focused on what is termed a share of the national cake. This is the expectation of 
getting rewarded at the end of university education with a career in the civil service and the reason is not hard to find corruption deplorably public service is a bedrock and seat of corruption in nigeria but there has to be a reorientation and change in psyche which has to start early enough further to this the entrepreneurial campaign must be intensified and encouraged for specific age groups until they become established business owners investment education a prime acquisition to trigger growth of uncommon proportions should also be integrated into the grand scheme of things to make the package a wholesome one any society that seeks self-sustenance must evolve through such a thinking embraced by the majority of its populace. But importantly, it should be channeled through some form of compulsory or attractive program. Goal setting. The crux of this insight surpasses teaching goal setting to young people. It is more of answering the question, what do I want to do with myself or my life going forward? That question. Afterwards, align this thought or question to the goals these young people set or put together to achieve such purpose. Nevertheless, knowing the purpose is a rigorous exercise for which a huge price must be paid. Closely aligned to this is the question of causes of study and career choice. For me, what is essential and secure is to align your inner being with rendering quality services in terms of environmental needs and and ensuring that quality training more than formal education is first obtained. This is beyond the obtaining of certifications. It is the deployment of a critical thinking, problem-solving mindset, and the value of self-development for the benefit of others. If goals are set and relentlessly pursued to these laudable ends, we can never get it wrong. Time management. Everyone is a subject of time and to its consciousness must all, in spite of means, position, status, or age, submit. Like Napoleon Hill recommends concerning the habit of savings, the same applies to the management of time. Nobody is above subjection to the keeping of and the dictates of time. In the light of this, anyone who must teach others to manage this essential element cannot be seen as falling short of same. The impact of actions is usually far-reaching than mere words. With that in mind, you can only afford to be exemplary in conduct. Teaching young people to respect time inculcate and live the values the habits of sin is one of the greatest experiences one can bequeath to them the price is high but so is the reward 
And the moment you are able to practically share this value with them, you can rest assured that they can and will honor their every word with you and others regarding any issue. Integrity is beyond words. It is a life. No man who disrespects time can achieve his purpose in life. Yes, no man who disrespects time can achieve his purpose in life. Young ones must learn to plan and manage their activities within the time that they have. Emotional Management There is much to say for the management of emotions where youngsters are concerned. This is because they are stuffed with sundry emotions, positive and negative, especially in terms of what they invest their emotions in and how they express them. How do we manage the anger of these great youngsters? How do we curb their excesses? How can they be nurtured to become selfless as opposed to being self-centered? What about handling their overall hormonal buildup? There is usually an excessive overflow of this during this period. Appallingly, our attitudes as older people are far from acceptable. We oftentimes refuse to understand them and pretend we were never like them. We also leave them to go through the emotions in the hope that they would adjust. However, these days, events prove that we are 6 out of 10 cases, if not more, wrong. On the heels of this reality, we need to show more commitment and perseverance as adults as we mentor and painstakingly monitor the growth of young people. As I share these thoughts, documenting these, these, these ideas and lines, I wonder if adult delinquency and negligence is not the reason for the many problems that bedevil both the understanding and management of the millennials and Generation Z's mindsets today. Final thoughts. This initiative is an intricately woven one. One thing depends on the other, just like the growth process does. And unless viewed and applied that way, we are always going to have a dead on arrival result. Something no right thinking person wants to build his or her future on. By contrast, we want to build our future on the integrity of living our words and working our talk. Enough of using mere catchphrases like, the youth is the future, unless we are ready to pay the price to achieve same. Before I round this off, I want to ask a question. What is the true future you seek? I need you to deal dispassionately with that question. What is the true future you seek? Raising young ones is a lifelong investment. As such, unless we all embrace this, everything will go wrong, including whatever you think you have ever worked for and kept aside. Do you know why? 
you have not prepared anyone properly to take over from you. Because what you actually did was, instead of leaving something in them, something worthwhile in them, all you did was leaving something for them. And the only thing they would do with it is to plunder and mismanage it. Preparing the youth for a future of excellence. 12 valuable insights. Thank you. For more access to our phenomenal resources, you can subscribe to our newsletters by visiting our website at www.cerebralthrust.com. You can also follow us on our social media platforms at Cerebral Thrust. Please remember, once you can get it right in the mind, then you can get it right in every area of your life. This is Cerebral Thrust.